Okay, <clears throat> we begin Yud Aleph um, Mavez, three lines from the bottom. The Kalev ben Chetzrein hoilid es Azuva Isha, Kalev, the son of Chetzrein, fathered Azuva, a woman, his wife, as we'll see, the Es Yuriois and Yuriois, the Elabaneha, and these are her sons, Yeshar, the Shoive, the Ardoin, Yeshav, Shoivav, and Ardoin. The Gemara says, Akasha, Ben Chetzrein, question mark, exclamation point. Ben Yefunehu, he's the son of Yefuna. The Pasuk says, Ben Yefuna. So what's the Pshat? Why is he Ben Chetzrein or is he Ben Yefuna? Which one is he? Says the Gemara, answers the Gemara, Ben Shepona Me'atzas Miraglim. Really his name was Ben Chetzrein, but he was someone, Shepona, that turned Me'atzas Miraglim from the uh, idea of the Miraglim. Ask the Gemara, but still, Va'akati, but still Ben Kenazhu. We see that he was the son of Kenaz. Dechsev, as it's written in the Pasuk, Va'yil Kedo Osniel Ben Kenaz, Achi Kalev. Osniel Ben Kenaz, the brother of Kalev, conquered it. Whatever it's talking about, the Ra'al you see that Osniel's father was Kenaz, and Osniel was the brother of Kalev. So presumably, Kalev's father was also Kenaz. Answers the Gemara, Chargoi de Knaz Hava. He was the stepson of Kenaz. His father was really Chetzrein, but he was, his mother had remarried Kenaz. Uh, continues the Gemara, and you base him on Aleph on top, take Anami, it's also Meduyuk like that. The Chsiv is a Pasuk, is written HaKnizi. The Knizi, it doesn't say Kalev, the son of Kenaz. It says Kalev ben Yefuna HaKnizi, which indicates Shmamino. And that indicates that he just grew up in the household, but he wasn't necessarily the son of Kenaz. The Gemara continues explaining this pasuk, that which it says that Kalev ben Chetzrin heard as Azuva. What's who's Azuva? Says the Gemara, Azuva zu Miriam. Azuva is Miriam, his wife. Velama nikra shema Azuva, and why was her name called Azuva? Shehakol Azvuha mitchilasa, because everyone abandoned her from the beginning because she had a certain sickness and no one was interested in marrying a sickly woman and that's why her name was Azuva. He fathered her, he gave birth to her but he was married to her as we just said. So why is the Pasuk saying that he gave birth to her? Explains the Gemara says anyone who marries a woman L'shem Shamayim, for the proper reasons, L'shem Shamayim. Mala Olav HaKosov, the Torah considers it, Ki'ilu Yolada, as if he fathered her. So over here, that Kalev married her because he wanted to have Chasha good children, and he looked at her brothers, Amoisha um, and Aaron, he looked beyond what she looked like and her sickliness. So therefore, it's considered as if he fathered her. The Gemara continues. What does that mean that he fathered her? Why does that hot not falling over again? Why does it matter? He didn't like her or something or what? I'm not sure what your question is. He's getting, he's being praised, I guess, saying that because he 
he married her in the shame shemaim, and therefore it's as if he fathered her. Yep. Why? What is that a good thing? That's a good thing. Yes. Why? Why is that a good thing? Father. Because a person. Well, I'm sorry. Father. It's showing. It's showing that there's a, in a certain. And let's say, for example, the Gemara says that someone who is megadol yosim b'seich beisai, it's as if he fathered the child. What's the what's the significance? The significance is that everything that the child has in the future is all coming as a schos and as mikoyach what the father gave her. So to over here, she was azuba mitchila, and by him marrying her. As the Gemara will see in a moment, he built her up. He made her episphos something. He had, she had children, etc. Says the Gemara, Uriah. What's Uriah? Who is Uriah? It's not a daughter. It's not a wife, as we explained yesterday. So what's Uriah? Shahoyu poneha doimin liyuriyos. That her face was similar liyuriyos to curtains. And she didn't have a healthy look in her face. And these are her sons. Explains the Gemara, Al Tikri Boneha. Don't read it and call it that it's saying these are her sons. Ella Boneha. These are her builders, meaning these are the names of her builder, who was her builder, Kalev, who by marrying her made her into something that can now have children. She's now married, etc. So these three, Yesha, Shoyed, and Ardain, are all referring to Kalev. Three different um, characteristics or, or uh, ideas of calling. Yeshar, his name was Yeshar. Why? Sheyoshar es atzmoi. That he straightened himself out, meaning not to fall and not to get tripped up by the Maraglum. Shoivov. Why was he called Shoivov? That he rebelled against his Yetzahara that was pushing him to Go go on go on with the Miraglim. He rebelled against the Yetzer. The Ardoin and Ardoin. What's Ardoin? Why is he called Ardoin? Sheroda es Yitzroy that he had Shlita, he had jurisdiction over his Yetzer. The Ikada Amri, and there are those that say that why was why does it say the Ardoin al Shahayu Poneha Doimin Levered? Because her face after she got healed. Her face was doina was similar levered to a rose. Okay, now the Gemara continues with a different pasuk in Divrei Yavin. Ula Ashkar Avitakua and to Ashkar Avitakua, Hayushtei Noshim. He had two wives, Chela Venaro, Chela and Nara. So explains the Gemara. Ashkar when it says Ula Ashkar and to Ashkar, Ashkar is that Kalev. That's referring to Kalev. V'lama Nikra Shemay Ashkar. And why was his name called Ashkar? Shehoshkaru Panov, that his face became blackened, Bitaniyais, in the fast that he undertook, so as to avoid falling into the trap of the Miraglim. So therefore, his name was called Ashkar. And he was blackened. And that's a praise for him. Like the Gemara says, we see, think it's the Gemara Megillah, the Gemara says, that Leah's eyes were soft. And the Gemara says, because she cried so much that her eyelashes fell out. And that's a praise for her because it was for a good reason. The Gemara says, you're going to tell me something bad about the about Leah? It's the same thing over here. We're saying a, it could seem to be 
a negative aspect of his physicality, but really it's a praise because it was for good reason. Avi, why was he called Avi? That he became for her, meaning for Miriam, for Azuva, like a father, as the Gemara said previously. Takua, what does it mean? Takua, Shetaka Esliboi, that he fastened his heart, Le'aviv Sheva Shamayim, to his father in heaven. Hayushteinoshim, he had two wives. Says the Gemara, it wasn't that it was literally two wives, but rather Nasa Miriam. Miriam became Kishte Noshim like two wives. Chela Venara. Chela and Nara are the two wives that the Pasuk says. Says the Gemara, Loi Chela Venara Havoi. Not that it was actually, there were names of people, Chela and Nara. Ella, rather, Bitchila in the beginning. Chela, she was sickly. Ulvasaif Nara, and at the end, when she was healed, she became like a Nara. Like a young woman. Ubenei Chelo and the sons of Chelo, Tseres, Vitsoihar, Vesnon. Tseres, Tsoihar, and Esnon. What are these three names? Tseres, why was she called Tseres? Shenasis Tsara, that she became a pain. Lechavreseha, to her friends, as a result of her beauty, they were jealous of her beauty, so she became like a pain to them. Soihar, why was her name called Soihar? Shahoyupaneha doimin kitsaharaim, that her because her face was similar to the afternoon, meaning shone and shining like the sun in the afternoon. Esnan, why was her name Esnan? What's this reference? Shakal Haraya Oisa, because anyone who would see her, Mailich Esnan Leishtai would send an Esnan to his wife, meaning would send, they would have. They will be overcome with a desire for marital relations, and therefore they would send a present to their wife to appease them to have marital relations with them. Okay, now we're back to um, Paroi in Mitzrayim. Vayitzav Paroi Lechol Amoy. We're three lines up from the uh, wide lines. Vayitzav Paroi Lechol Amoy, and Paroi commanded to his entire nation which seems to indicate that it's also on the Egyptians. Amr of Yosef Reb Chanina, Reb Yosef Reb Chanina says, Af al-Amay Gozar, he also decreed on his own nation that their sons have to be thrown into the Nile. As Rashi explains, and we'll see in the Gemara, that there was a time that the, the uh, stargazers, on the day that Moshe was born, the stargazer said, we see that he's going to be born today, the Savior is going to be born today. We're not sure if it's an Egyptian or a Jewish child. So therefore, Pare said that even the Egyptians have to be thrown into the Nile. And Pare decreed three Gezeras, three decrees. In the beginning, in Ben Hu, that he told the midwives, if it's a son that is being born, and you should kill him. meaning during childbirth you should kill them. And later on, any son who will be born should be sent and thrown into the Nile. Rashi said that who's throwing it into the Nile? They had these watchmen all over set around town to take the children and throw them in. 
and at the end, Af al Gozar, even on his own nation, he decreed, as we said previously, that um, they weren't sure from which nation the Savior was coming because Moshe was brought up in Paray's house. Therefore, they were uncertain, and he decreed, even on his nation, that the children should be thrown into the Nile. That's what we got till yesterday. Yes, Max. Question on that part. You said he was excited. And then it goes on his nation. But the way that the Pasuk really says that he commanded his nation saying, throw them off. So it's kind of like out of order, I guess, that's what the Quran is telling us. Yeah. And the Diok of the Pasuk is Lachol Amoy. And that was at the same time. Rabbi Yosef Rebchanine is saying that really that it was two different uh, decrees. Right? So can are, are not in front of the Correct, correct. I mean, the drush is always right, right, right. The pasuk that says the Kala ben Hayiloid is the pasuk that says a which would seem to indicate that it was only two things, according to what we're saying. But the Yisur Khanin is learning that it was really referring to a different time period. It was only on one day that it was l'chol that it was for his whole nation. Okay, for the first wide line on your days Vayelech ish mi base levi, and a man went. From the house of Levi. Ask the Gemara a question. Where did he go? Answers the Gemara. Omer of Yehuda Barzvina. Of Yehuda Barzvina says. That in the We're not saying a physical going. Rather. That he went. And he followed. With the advice. Of his daughter Miriam. That's what it means by Yelachishmi Levi. A man went. Where did he go? It wasn't that he actually went, but the point is that he went, followed his daughter's advice. Tono, it was taught. Amram Godol Hador Hoyo. Amram was the Godol Hador. Kavon Shagozar Paroi. They changed it on the side. Kavon Shagozar Paroi. Harosha. Once Paroi Harosha decreed. Call Haben Hayiloid, any son who was born, shall be thrown into the Nile. Now, this is different than the first one because the first ones, when he said in Benhu Vahamitena, he said that the midwife should kill the children. That was actually something which was dependent on Shifra and Pua, and it didn't actually happen. But over here, that Pari is making a decree across the land, and he's having guards ensuring that the law is carried out. So Kevin Shegozar Pare Harosha, once Pare Harosha decreed, Kol Haben Hayiloid, any son who was born, Hayyoira Tashlichuhu should be sent and thrown into the Nile, Omar, he said, Lashov, for not, Anu Amelin, we are toiling, meaning in having children. Right? What do we say in the Haggadah? Be'es Amaleinu Elahabanim. Amalena was referring to children. So he said, Omar, he said, quote, Lashav onu amelem, end quote, for naught are we toiling, for no, for nothing. Omar, he stood up, vigiresh es ishtoy, and he divorced his wife. Omdukulon, so they all stood up, the whole nation stood up, following in his footsteps, vigirishu es sehem, and they divorced their wives. For the same reason, why should we have children and automatically they're going to be thrown into the Nile? 
Amra Lai Bitai. So his daughter Miriam said to him, Abba, Kashag Zeroscha, your decree is even harsher. Yoiser Michel Parai is harsher more Michel Parai than Parai's decree. Mm-hmm. Why? So Miriam said, Sheparai like Gazar El Alasharim, because Parai decreed only regarding males. And you are making a decree on male and females and females. Parai like Gazar. Parai decreed, only decreed, didn't decree Elabar Lamazet. He only decreed in this world. Meaning that they're not gonna, that they're gonna be killed. The Ata and you and your decree of, of divorcing your wife, You're making a decree in Elamazeh and Elamabo. Paroi Rosho. Paroi is a Rosho. Sophic Miskayemes. It's a suffix whether his decree will actually be fulfilled. Suffix enemiskayemes, it's a suffix a doubt whether in fact it will be miskayem. Atova, you, tzadik, you're a tzadik. Bevadai for certain shegzeroscha miskayemes that your gzeiro is being, is going to be fulfilled. Now, obviously, if they're not married, then they're not having children. So I don't know exactly what. The nafkamina is of a rasha or a tzaddik. It's just practically, if you have a decree that every child should be thrown into the Nile, so there could be some that are not thrown in. That's what I would say. But if you're not married at all, you're not having relations, so obviously there's not going to be a child born. Nothing to do with being a rasha or a tzaddik. No, but you, like, that, yeah. So why is that? Why can't they stay married and not have children and just say, okay, we'll be separate? From each other, or I mean, what, what's usher for a man to deal with a woman that, that's not married and, and have kids anyway? Why does a divorce stop having children? Um, I'm not sure if I can answer, I'm not sure what the question is. What's the point of being divorced? Not to have children. I mean, there's a chi of a know. Divorce. There's an obligation. A husband has an obligation to his wife. Okay, but but you can't make. I mean, in this particular case, they can't. Apparently say, not. Oh. Apparently, he held not. And, and why is divorce prevent having children? Because they're not. What does that mean? Well, what's the answer? I mean, she, she's not married, so it can't be a woman. So. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna czar that. I'm gonna czar that. It's true. So, I'm not so sure that you're right, but that's not for now. Look at the Rambam. Okay, are you live? Anyway, are you live? Was going to say something. Are you live? Nothing. It's fine. Okay. To address the Tzadik and Russia thing, if Amram yeah. was doing this as a role model and saying, this is what I'm doing and everyone should follow suit, so he's essentially making it easier, saying, this is what people should do. If you were a Russia, so then your Xer is not going to stand. But if you're a Tzadik, it will. Meaning, well, people will do that. Uh-huh. So you're saying, well, you're saying that it's not really that it's Xera, it's just that it's Vadagrim Miskayim because everyone's going to follow suit. I mean, it's Xera without him saying anything. He, he didn't say anything, right? He's, he's trying to influence people to do the same. 
Um, I'm not sure, but okay, I hear. I thought that it was. I thought that everyone was just, you know, the Godlaw Dar is doing that. There must be a good reason. I'm not going to question it. Yeah, you're, you're just a tzaddik and he's doing his own thing. No, sometimes, sometimes there are certain that a tzaddik can make. Why didn't he it then? The it's a personal decision, and everyone is following. Everyone wants to follow his his example. Tzaddik impelled to someone that doesn't worry about other people. This is a cheshbon that he's making. Everyone, you know, be your own judge. Shinamar, as the Pasuk says, about Tigzar. Pasuk says, the Sigzar Oimer, the Yokom Loch. Because that means that it's a, if a tzaddik makes a zero, I'm sorry, the Sigzar Oimer, the Yokom Loch, meaning it will be, it will be fulfilled. And you have to have a Raya. Why do you have to have a Raya for that? I don't know. So, so he, that was Miriam's advice. That was Miriam's tying up to him. Omar, he's, Omar, he stood up. And he remarried. He, he uh, brought his wife back. They all got up. And they took back their wives. Even the Kohanim? There were no Kohanim. Vayikach asked the Gemara Akasha, Vayikach, and he took Vayachzirmi Boyle. It should have said, and he returned. Vayoshov, they have a Nusach. He brought back. Machzirguru Shose is the term that you find in Gemaras. Was Vayikach and he married? Amr of Yehuda Varzvino, if Yehuda Varzvino says, Varzvino, Sha'asallah. That he made for her Masalikuchin, <laughs> a actions of getting married for the first time, meaning he made a big deal out of what he was doing. <laughs> he sat her in a Apirion. If anyone was there to stroll, they're familiar. There's a hall on the corner of Elia Koyan and Barilan called Apirion. Anyone know what it means literally? Is it a uh, it's the equivalent of a of a kala chair, basically. But what is it, Arielev? What's the literal translation? Dedan chair. A what? Dedan chair. S e. D. S e d a. Oh, a satin chair. What? No. S e d a n. Okay, a sedan chair. Okay, I don't know what that is. Rakapana was in a Khashavit chair. The Aaron Umiriam Miraktin Lifaneho. And Aaron and Miriam danced before her. Umalachi Ashares Amru and the Malachi Ashares said, Aim Habonim Smecho. The mother of the sons of the children is happy. What's that supposed to be here? I'm sorry? What's that supposed to be here? I'm so, I can't hear you. What is that supposed to mean in this context? Aim Havanam Smecha? Yeah, I mean, what? Why? Because. Because they saw kids, they saw babies. I, I, so, 
on the push of shot, I'll tell you like this. If you think about it, my grandparents, Aleya Mashalem, they got they lived in Poland and they got married in 1941. And if you know any any history, wow. you know that 1941 was the middle of World War II, especially in Poland. They were already wow. in the ghetto, Mastama. They had a child. And the story is for another time, but the child ended up saving my grandmother's life, that baby. Al-Kaponim, there seemed, you know, back then also there was like a chalukah deus of should we get married? What's this mamish, this discussion of should we even get married? Okay. How could you get married when there's a holiday, when there's a war going on? Like that, you know, a Holocaust kind of war. Um, and I think an apostle shot of Eva Valmesmecha is the shot is Lamai Sugaret. Miriam was, it seems like Miriam was right and her father's decision was wrong. Um, the fact that there's, you know, Klal Yisrael is continuing regardless of what's, what's going on, that itself is something that brings a simcha. Vaaz, aim, the Marsha says, Shehi Yecheved, the mother, Yecheved, Vehabonim, Aaron and Miriam, Semecha. Meaning, it's us, it's Aim, Habonim, Aim, the mother, and Habonim, and the sons are Semecha, are happy. And then in Tehillim, what's the next Pasuk? Ultimately, this was the, this was, I don't know if they, not that they knew it, but this was the beginning of the Gula, because the machine Yisrael came as a result of this remarriage. We'll see. We saw that Miriam, we'll see later. I don't, we didn't do it yet, but we'll see that Miriam had a nevuah about it, um, about Moshe being born. We didn't see that yet. Didn't we? Did. We did. We learned that already. I thought we learned that already. Well, upon him, that would, that's what it would seem. Um, Okay, we'll hold it over here. Thank you very much. Thank you.